Welcome everyone to the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. Um, Chris, that's Dan, and it's time, Dan. What are we reviewing this week? Well, it's episode 17 of season 3, first aired on February 20th, 1992. It's Homer at the Bat. Yes, one of my top three favorite Simpsons episodes. We haven't reviewed the other two yet, but we will. So, yes, yeah, one of them. It's up there. Yeah, really, it's really top, top two for me, I guess. I don't know which is which, though. Very high tier episode. Well, here's the thing. I'm a big baseball guy, and I know you are, too. But it's also a really, really funny episode. You don't have to understand and appreciate baseball to know why this episode's funny. This is like peak season three writing. Just how good they do this episode. How quickly the pacing moves. Some of the jokes are so simple, like Burns trying to bunt and getting literally pitched into the cage because he's such a frail old man. It's such a quick thing, but it works. So, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Homer at the Bat. This might be a longer episode. I don't know how this is going to go yet because there's so much to talk about. But I have probably watched this episode more than most, uh, an extreme majority of the other episodes. I've rewatched this one a lot. This is a big go-to episode for me. And it is my favorite season three episode. You ready, Dan? Should we tackle Homer at the Vet? Indeed. Oh, let's do it. First things first. Bart is writing on the chalkboard. I will not aim for the head. Well, damn. I hope not. Kill somebody with that. And if everybody <clears throat> rushes to the couch, they all knock heads and knock each other unconscious. Except for Maggie. Who was left alone on the couch. So the episode starts off with Homer seeing a box of donuts and gorging himself until he starts choking. And Lenny and Carl are super casual about it. Oh, look, he's choking on the donuts again. Yeah. Well, try scaring him. That's for hiccups, stupid. And then that's when they notice the, uh, the Heimlich maneuver sign. But they're like, hey, look, softball tryouts. And Homer immediately coughs up the donut and signs up for it. Like, uh, no one else will sign up, though. Yeah. And he goes, all right, I know we were 2-28. and 28. Wasn't our best season. Well, actually, it was. Well, this year's going to be different because I got a secret weapon. And I What's love... secret weapon? Oh, I won't show it. You got to wait. You got to sign up. <laughs> oh, that's the best part is they all have something different. Like, Charlie's imagining him playing with this giant glove. Carl's imagining him on spring shoes just bouncing around the bases. And then Lenny's is the best, where he's basically got a, a laser gun and he's just in, incinerating all the other players. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they all sign up. And Homer wants to show Bart something very special. And Bart's like, what is that, a homemade bat? He's like, it's something very special, a homemade bat. He's like, I... At one time, I locked myself out of the house... <laughs> In a horrible thunderstorm. So I shielded myself with a piece of sheet metal and ran for cover under the tallest tree I could find. (laughs) Which anybody who's ever heard anything about thunderstorm safety absolutely laughed. The, uh, of course, he's like, 
lightning strikes the tree and a branch falls down. He goes, something was very special and magical. And I could make a bat out of that branch. So he goes, I put my homemade football on hold, which is amazing, by the way. Like this craptastic football that says NFL on it. Mm-hmm. And of course, you get the classic montage of him sawing, welding, hammering nails, like all stuff you don't have to do to carve a bat. And then, of course, Marge shows up, Homer, come to bed. And then he's sawing in bed, Homer, go back to the garage. And there it is, the Wonder Bat. So, of course, Bart's like, so how many home runs are you going to hit? He's like, well, we play 30 games. There's 10 at-bats a game. 3,000. <laughs> There's not 10 at-bats a game. That's no. Also, that's not the math. That's also not the math at all. That's the that's the best part. You and I are looking at it from a baseball fan point of view, but the real joke is that the math doesn't add up. So the first game they're going to play is against the Springfield Police Department, and there's a there's a keg. Right on the first baseline. You get a single, you chug a beer. In order to score a run, you got to chug a beer. The fourth Uh, inning is the beer inning. Hey, we know how to play softball. We know how to play softball. (laughs) So I also love that Wiggum Wiggum, gets a strike because the police scanner is talking about an an armed robbery. And he's like, turn off that damn radio, boys. And Marge is trying to call the game with the video camera, and she's just like... That man hit the ball. Everybody's happy. Hey, Mom, can we call the game? Oh, I got it. So boring. But, of course, we cut. somehow Homer did not get up to bat once. Yeah, because... but he gets 10, 10 at-bats a game. Yeah. So, of course, but He doesn't know... get to bat until the bottom of the seventh, probably, because it's softball, right? So, Of course. So, naturally, he's just like, all right, bases are loaded, Homer. You're up. Where's that secret weapon of yours? And he pulls out the bat. Oh, well, that's it? Huh. Magic bat? When he's got a magic jock strap. <laughs> that's the best. He's got an enchanted jock strap. Yes, an enchanted jock strap. Uh, but Homer steps up to bat and he hits a home run. And he knocks out a dad of a family having a picnic right on the other side of the fence. Let's see that in slow motion. Oh, or they show his gut moving. I also love that he's mocking. He's mocking Chief Wiggum. He's like, go get his license and registration. (laughs) Yeah, Dad, can I get you a beer? Oh, kids, you can both get me a beer. But first, let's watch in super slow motion. So now we get the classic, the classic baseball montage where they're playing just other sections of Springfield. Like, he calls for the home run, points towards right field, he hits it to left, and then he just, like, calls left Oops, instead. So. Or when he hits when he hits the ball out of the park and Apu is just like, it's such a mighty wallop. And now everybody's got a magic bat. I got mine from I the got piano. My, I got my sister's wooden leg. <laughs> <I know. clears throat> and now we cut to Mr. Burns having lunch at the Millionaire's Club with Aristotle Amidopoulos from the Shelbyville Power Plant, who is no longer John Lovitz. Now he's got a, he's got a weird accent voice now. And he's like, you know, Ari, I think that uh, my boys are going to win the championship against your boys. Well, care to... You put a million dollars on it? 
Why don't no, we no, 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 no. Oh, wait, a million dollars. Oh, I thought we were going to just start low and work our way up. Yeah, we we're going to do the interesting thing. <laughs> oh, I guess a million dollars is fine. So now Burns asks the, the million dollar question to Smithers. Is it wrong to cheat to admit win a million dollar bet? Well, yes, sir. Let me rephrase that. Is it wrong? Yes, wrong I me. cheat to win a million dollar bet. Well, no, sir. Who would you like killed? No. We're going to bring in some ringers. And, of and course, now he breaks down. He's got Cap Anson, Pie Trainer, Jim Creighton, Gary Street, Nap Lejoie, Harry Hooper, Honus Wagner, Shoeless Joe Jackson, and Mordecai Three Finger Brown. <laughs> well, sir, uh, all those players have passed away. They've retired and passed on. In fact, oh, what was it? Uh, Jim Crichton. Yeah, the center fielder. He goes, he's been dead for 120 years. He passed away in 1862 at the age of 21. Professional baseball didn't even exist yet, but he was the first superstar. That comes up in the trivia, but we can talk about it now. He's like, well, then go get me some good players, living players. Scour the American League, the National League, the Negro League. (laughs) And you have 24 hours. So... First, Smithers gets Jose Canseco at an autograph signing. How, how would you like to make $50,000 to play a game of softball? Well, that's a pay cut, but I guess so. <laughs> uh, he finds Mike Sosha hunting. He shoots him accidentally. Yeah. Oh, but, I'm so sorry. I thought you were a deer. Huh, happens all the time. Are you Mike Sosha? Yeah. How do you like playing for the Dodgers? Well, it's okay, but I really want to work somewhere blue collar with big machines and a lot of dials and stuff. Yeah, we should talk. Yeah, like a like a hydroelectric plant, or a... <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should talk. Then he he tracks down Ozzy Smith on an Elvis tour, which Smithers also enjoyed because he's got all the merchandise on. Yeah. And this you is where Ozzie the Davis, you Ozzy Smith, yes. This is where the king liked to relax with three TVs at once. Wow, what a lifestyle! It was like when he wasn't working out, or <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, and then when he goes to Don Mattingly's house, it's like this this pink, really nice house. He's like, are you Don and Mattingly? he's doing the dishes and he yeah. invites him in. <laughs> yeah, yes I am. How are you? Come on in. What's your name? Can I get you something to eat? And then Steve Sachs is performing in a jazz trio. Want to play for a minor yeah, league softball team? Steve Sachs trio, and he's the bassist. <laughs> so, of course, Burns starts introducing all the players that he's got. Roger Clemens, Ken Griffey Jr., and we'll make up jobs for these guys later. And he's like, oh, and by the way, there's a company softball, a softball team. Ball. Yeah. Well, yeah, but Berth, if they play, we don't need us. Well, duh. Sosha, sign up. Well, no thanks. I'm just here to work in the core reactor. Hey, one more quip like that, I'll send you back to the majors. So now Homer's all upset, and of course Bart's like, you make me sick, Homer. You're the one that always told me that if I put my mind to it, I could do anything you want. Well, now that you're a little older, I can tell you that's a crock. That's a crock. Okay, got it. Can't win, don't try. <laughs> you're Daryl Strawberry. Yes. You play first base. Yes. I play first base too. So, are you good at me? Or is it, what? oh, it's right field, not first yeah. base. Yeah. Are you better than me? Well, I don't know you, but yes. Yes. And he's like all upset. He goes, He's bigger than me, stronger than me. He's only got more friends around the plant than I do. So, of course, now uh, 
Burns is telling them all what they need to do. He's like, all right, instead of beer, you're going to drink this brain and nerve tonic and give some to Ken Griffey Jr., who immediately starts gorging on it. It's like there's a party in my mouth, and everyone's invited. Yep. Which is the second time this season that line has been used. Yep. Now let's train. Smithers get the medicine balls. And they have the really quick clip where they're all working out, except for Homer, who's in the steamer. And then Burns tries to show him how to bunt, and he gets just pitched into the fence. Oh, he gives the, the, the pre-speech. It doesn't, it doesn't <laughs> matter if you're Don Mattingly or Roger Clemens or Smithers, who's one of the bad players, a Homer Simpson, sir, or a Homer Simpson. You will fight for your spot in this team. Yes. <laughs> and you, you, you see all the players are doing great. It's like, so what are you going to do with your million dollars, sir? Oh, I don't know. I guess I'll throw it in the pile. They bring in the hypnotist. You are good players. You will beat Shelby. We are good players. <laughs> you will give 110%. That's impossible. By definition, 100 is the most percentage anyone can give. <laughs> the, whole, the whole team does it in unison. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, we start getting more of Daryl Strawberry being a kiss-ass. You know? That's right. That's right, Skip. Yeah. Hey, I called for that pitch. Put a lid on it, Simpson. There's no I in team. Some of these fellas right, got a Skip. bad attitude, Skip. That's right, Strawberry. And then we see Mike Sosha busting his ass in the core, and Carl's like, I don't understand why you're doing this. He's like, well, because in the majors, if I make a mistake, the media's all over me. He, he drops the waist. Carl's like, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, this is sweet. And then Bart and Ralph are picking Little League teams, and Ralph gets all the ringers because they keep showing up. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take Ken Griffey Jr. All right, fine. I'll take Milhouse. Hey, Mr. Boggs, will you be on my team? Fine, I'll take Lewis. I pick Jose Canseco. <laughs> and then we get our very first Mattingly. Get rid of those sideburns. What sideburns? You heard me, hippie. That's the first one. And Homer's like, these guys aren't so tough. I got Wonder Bat, and Roger Clemens literally pitches the bat in two. So Burns gives the big speech. Tomorrow's the Shelbyville game. Griffey's still chugging the tonic. Lights out at 7.30 and refrain from cola, tea, and coffee drinks. They pack a punch. They sure do, Skip! <laughs> now before I post the starting lineup, let me know. I just want you to know I'm very disappointed in some of you. And of course, everybody, all the ringers make the team. And Homer's like, and Homer's like did, did I make it? Did I make it? And Electric Clemens is like, yeah, you sure did. Wait, are you King Griffey Jr.? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to get your hopes up. (laughs) And now for the best part of the episode. Burns prepares the starting lineup. And he says, there's no way I can lose. No way I can lose. It'd have to be nine separate misfortunes. Three misfortunes. That's a possibility. Seven, there's an outside chance. But nine, I'd like to see that. And now we start. First up, Steve Sachs driving casually through the neighborhood gets pulled over by the cops. This is a great neighborhood. I could live here someday. Ooh. Pulled over by the cops. Reach for your license. Oh. Slowly. Yeah, Ooh, it says here this man's from New York. Hey, I heard a guy in New York got killed and they never caught the murderer. There's a lot of murders in New York that don't get solved. <laughs> so they... They threw that night, put every unsolved New York City murder on Steve Sachs. Yep. You don't even get to call my lawyer. You watch too many movies, Sachs. Now, 
Dr. Hibbert's got Mike Sosha. Mike, try to move your arm. Can't raise arm or speak at normal register. Will I be able to play softball tomorrow? <laughs> no, by tomorrow you'll barely be able to breathe. And then... Super nuclear poisoning. <laughs> and then Ken Griffey Jr. gets brought in with gigantism from an overdose of nerve tonic. His head is huge. His grotesquely swollen jaw. His grotesquely swollen jaw, yeah. And then, as Jose Canseco is casually walking through the neighborhood, this lady starts screaming from her burning house, My baby! I'll save your baby! My cat! I'll save your cat! My player piano! Oh, man! <laughs> so... And he ends up bringing the entire house outside. No, the washer, the dryer is supposed to be on the right side. Yes, yes ma'am. <laughs> then Homer's like, Homer's all upset. Oh, there's no way I'm going to be able to, my friends, they're going to win. It's all because of me. Well, Homer, you're good at lots of things. Like snuggling. Yeah, none of my friends can watch me do it. <laughs> and then, oh, the best one. We cut to the bar. <coughs> And I say English's greatest prime minister was Lord Palmerston. Pitt the Elder. Lord Palmerston. Pitt the Elder. All right, Boggs, you asked for it. Punches him out. <laughs> yeah, that'll show him, Barney. Pitt the Elder. Lord Palmerston punches out Mo. And then Ozzie Smith goes to see the Springfield mystery spot. Well, how, how deep is it? <laughs> well, it's hard to say, Pally. Once you go in... You may not come out. Cool, one please. And you just hear him scream as the guy laughs. So Homer's on his way to the game and he's upset that the family's going because he doesn't want to see him sitting on my worthless butt. Yeah, we've seen it, Dad. Matt, Matt Angley shows up at the game and Burns is like, I told you to trim the sideburns. Well, I don't know what the hell you think sideburns are. Don't argue with me. Just get rid of them. He's got completely, he's got like the, the headband completely yeah. <laughs> shaved off. And he walks away, and he goes, still like him better. Oh, uh, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. It's like, Smithers, where are the devil are my ringers? Well, Mike Sosha may not live through the night. Steve Sachs is looking at seven consecutive life sentences. And Ozzie Smith has disappeared off the face of the earth. And that's when you get him spinning through the void, and he sees the EMC square. Ooh. Ah, cool. Ah. What about, what about Canseco? He's still doing the fire. What about Clemens? Sir, he's in no mood to play. Cause cluck, 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 cluck. he got yeah hypnotized into thinking he's a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that damn hypnotist. Well, I did a good job, and then finally he officially fires Mattingly. Yeah, that's the great line. I still like him, Darren Steinbrenner. And then he's Homer like, thinks All... "He's going to play now." No one else is there. He's like, "No, your your guy's still here." <laughs> he's like, "I want you to remember some inspiring words that somebody else once told you." And Smithers cries a tear. Nope, Simpson, the guy who plays your position is still here. Strawberry's still there. So he goes, sits on the bench as Strawberry comes out, and the kids start booing him. And then Daryl, Daryl. Kids, that's not very nice. He's professional athletes. It rolls right off their back, and he just gets the single tear. The peanut guy is throwing peanuts literally everywhere, which I always got a kick out of. And then Burns is like, okay, it's up to your managerial skills. Smithers, massage my brain. <laughs> Strawberry, hit a home run. Okay, skip. And he hits it into traffic. I told him to do that. Yeah, brilliant strategy, sir. So Homer starts scratching himself. <laughs> and Marge puts the camera down on her feet. 
Kids, tell me when your father starts scratching himself. Nobody answers. Kids, we'll tell you, Mom. <laughs> and now finally, or it's the bottom of the ninth. It's 43 to 43. So Yeah, because is... somehow the Shelbyville power plant can keep up with the MLB All-Stars of all time. <laughs> yup. <clears throat> and now it's time for Burns' final play. He's going to pitch hit for Daryl Strawberry. All because he wants to play the odds. Because he's a left-handed hitter. Yep, the pitcher's left-handed. So it's called playing the percentages. Yep. So of course everybody boos except for the family. And he's like, "All right, Simpson, listen to my instructions." And he goes through the super elaborate things while Homer just spaces out. I have no idea what he's saying. What is happening here? Yeah. Mm, Potato chips. (laughs) (laughs) So of course I I could just swing the bat. Yeah, let's let me swing the bat. So as Homer steps up to the plate, he sees Burns doing 100 things. And because he's not paying attention, he gets hit by the pitch. Right in the head. Yep, he's knocked unconscious. But hit by pitch means you take your base. So the base is loaded, gets to advance. And Homer just wins. And they carry the unconscious Homer into the, the group photo, which is the greatest screenshot in the history of The Simpsons ever, is the final photo. Yeah, unfortunately, you get it for like half a second before the credits start rolling over it. Well, or you can commission a piece of artwork to have the photo hand-drawn for you and have it hanging up in your house. And then you think the episode's over, and then all of a sudden, a song starts. Terry Cashman came back to write Mr. Burns had done it, the power plant, and won it. With Roger Roger Clemens Clemens clucking all the while. Uh, it's so good because he's he wrote the original song and they brought him in so he could actually <laughs> could actually do it. Oh my god! I this might be one of the funniest episodes they've ever done. Every joke hits. There are no bad jokes in this episode. It's not like they do a I'm joke. So and you almost made a smile while Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile. We're talking softball. Remain to San Diego, talking softball. Mattingly and Canseco, Cagriffy, grotesquely swollen jaw. Steve Saxon is running with the law. We're talking Homer, Ozzy and Straw. And then they do that chorus again. Basically, yeah. So let's discuss some trivia for the... uh... <clears throat> for this episode. So we do know... They all played themselves. <laughs> yes. That's actually the first piece of trivia. All of the players were cooperative, except for Jose Canseco, who was intimidating. He disliked his original part and insisted it be rewritten, and the writers grudgingly made him as heroic as possible. He was originally slated to wake up in bed with Edna Krabappel and miss the game, but Canseco's then-wife, Esther Haddad, objected. He disliked his character, stating that the animation looked nothing like him, and that he found the acting... Oh, but he found the acting was very easy. When asked in 2007 about his part by the San Jose Mercury News, he responded, that was 100 years ago, hung up the phone, and did not answer any of the paper's subsequent calls for an interview about his guest spot. So, the the other eight players, good on them, but Jose? Eh, 
Not feeling you, dude. That is not okay. Nobody should be ashamed to be on The Simpsons, ever. <clears throat> this is one of the very few times where Mr. Burns remembers who Homer is and even remembers his name. Who the devil are you? Who the devil are you? Homer Simpson? So, the Mattingly thing. There was an actual haircut controversy when he was playing for the Yankees. The coaching staff forced him to cut his long hair and was briefly dropped from the team lineup for not doing so. Many people believed the joke in the episode to be a reference to the incident, but the episode did happen a year before it. Yeah, Yankees are one of those teams with uh, extra rules about stuff. Um, oh, yeah, because like when Johnny was... Damon joined, he had to he got rid of the whole Jesus look. It was actually even recently because they added Runed Odor to the uh, team, and he has a big old beard when he was playing for Texas. And uh, he had to shave it on down, baby! Yeah. That's clean like... hair, sh sh clean shaven, which means you can have like a mustache like Glenn Manley had. But it has to be clean. You know? Yeah, yeah. You can't, you can't do like me. Well, you know what? <laughs> if, Disney, if Disney can get over it, then the Yankees can get over it. And I love the Yankees, you know that. That's my team, but eh, just, just no. <clears throat> so, actually, Harry Shearer and Julie Kavner both actually disliked the episode because the focus was on the guest stars and its surreal tone. They were particularly annoyed by the Mattingly sideburns joke. I'm sorry, guys, but you're both wrong. It's okay to be wrong sometimes. This is one of those times. Both wrong. Sorry, Harry. Sorry, Julie. Wrong. This was the very first new episode of The Simpsons to get more viewers than a new Cosby Show episode. How about that? Aha. Uh -huh. Homer at the Bat did a great job. <clears throat> so the episode did take a long time to produce. John Schwartzwelder is a big baseball fan and he wrote it but was suggested by Sam Simon, who wanted an episode field filled with real Major League players. Now, Al Jean and Mike Reese doubted that they would be able to get nine players, thinking that they would be able to get three at best, and they succeeded. The nine players who agreed to guest star were recorded over a period of six months, whether they were playing the Los Angeles Dodgers or California Angels. So basically, if they were in town, they recorded their parts. Each player recorded their part in roughly five minutes and spent the next hour writing autographs for the staff. <laughs> uh, Mike Sosha accepted his guest spot in half a second, while Ozzie Smith has stated that he would like to guest star again just so he can get out of the Springfield mystery spot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. There are several allusions to The Natural. We watched that when we were doing the old Talk and Talkies podcast. Which, of course, was... Yeah, the Wonder Bat. Thing. Wonder yeah. Bat's reference to Wonder Boy. Both eventually get destroyed. <clears throat> and uh, the scene featuring the explosion of stadium lights as Homer circles the base path is taken directly from the film. Now, Homer didn't obviously destroy any lights, but he does hit that slam and home run. Uh, the reason a lot of the player designs were considered difficult is in the early seasons, the animators still had a hard time 
designing real world people. Did you know, Dan, that this episode has been credited with helping to save at least two lives? Really? During the scene in which Homer chokes on a donut, a poster explaining how the Heimlich maneuver works is on the wall behind him. In May of 1992, Chris Benzie was able to save his brother's life by performing the Heimlich maneuver on him after having seen it in the episode. And in December 2007... Aiden Bateman was able to save his friend Alex Hardy's life by recalling the same thing. That Heimlich Maneuver poster in The Simpsons saved two lives. This is why this episode is one of the goats. Uh, There were four players who were actually the first choice and all turned it down. Do you know who they were? I don't think so. Nolan Ryan, Ricky Henderson... Ryan Sandberg, and Carlton Fisk. I don't even think I knew that until I read it right here. (laughs) There is a Barney and Wade Boggs burping contest that was put in for the commercial of the episode, but obviously that didn't happen. Uh, The (laughs) fact that Wade Boggs gets knocked out in a bar fight over England's greatest prime minister is ten times funnier. On May 27th, 2017, Homer Simpson was inducted into the Cooperstown National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum. This is interesting. I didn't recognize this one. Smithers wears his plan ID all the time. He even wears it on the baseball field. I did not notice that. I know that's like a part of his character, but I actually didn't notice it. So Ken Griffey Jr. didn't understand there's a party in my mouth and everyone's invited and got frustrated trying to record it. But Mike Reese and Ken Griffey Sr. were present to coach him. So his dad had to basically tell him, no, just say the fucking line. Roger Clemens made his own chicken noises. Good for him. (laughs) Good for him, actually. Because that would have been so easy to just put somebody else in there doing it. But I like that he did it. Did you know that Carl batting with a piano leg is a reference to Norm Cash of the Detroit Tigers, who once tried to bat with a table leg in a game where Nolan Ryan was extremely overpowering and threw a no-hitter? <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're going to try to go after Nolan Ryan, that's one way to do it. So the hardest editing part of the whole episode was the hypnotist scene, because... A lot of those stars were recorded over the period of several months. So syncing their voices took a lot of effort. I can see that. Yeah. I was actually thinking about that when you mentioned that scene. I was like, that would have had it because they probably, they had to have done everybody separately, which we later found out is what happened. Yes. So they had to work out a cadence for them. And then they still had to probably change people's timing. Oh, sure. Made some people speed up a little bit, made some people slow down a little bit. So you know you know about Casey at the Bat. They did that in one of those Disney animated movies I did on Chris Ranks the Universe. I actually forget specifically which one, but it's in one of those short films from the 40s. Of course, that's where they got the title Homer at the Bat. But I still prefer the way Tiny Toon Adventures did it. They did the entire Casey at the Bat with Buster, 
But at the end where they you're supposed to hear he struck out, of course Buster hits a home run because, you know, kid cartoon. Uh, here's a great piece of trivia. Terry Cashman, Wade Boggs, and Daryl Strawberry all admit that they are more well-known now because of their appearance in the episode. In fact, Cashman says that talking softball is requested way more than talking baseball. Of course, we kind of we kind of alluded to this. There's an outside chance of seven misfortunes, and it is in fact seven misfortunes. The only strawberry makes it to the game, and the only thing that happens to Mattingly is that Burns is an idiot and doesn't know what sideburns are. So, technically speaking, Don Mattingly does not have a misfortune. So Burns was correct. Nine misfortunes did not happen. Uh, Rich Moore directed Lisa the Greek instead of this episode because he just, well, didn't know enough about baseball and didn't, didn't think he was the right person for it. Sounds about right. That's it. I think that's uh, all you can really say. Oh, yeah, and of course, the team's name are the Zephyrs. Do you know what a Zephyr is, Dan? Specifically. An extremely light breeze. Yeah. Like a one to two mile per hour breeze is a Zephyr. Like the lightest wind possible. So that makes it even funnier that, uh, you know how I learned what a Zephyr is, Dan? (laughs) I learned that when Pokemon Gold and Silver came out, because the first gym leader specializes in flying types, and the badge you win is called a Zephyr badge. And I'm like, what the fuck's a Zephyr? And then I looked it up. And that, like, came out right around the time the SATs were happening, so I was learning all kinds of big words. Gotta love it. Pokemon and SATs taught me a a term. Although I probably... I I wouldn't have been a a super fan of this episode back, back then. That that was more of a uh, really coming to terms with being a Simpsons super fan a little bit later in life as I got older and appreciated the humor more and then picked this one the more knowledge with baseball that I got. So is there anything left to say, Dan? Or do we agree this is a goat? Top three. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Top top three. Uh, I so hate we're, to... We're talking if you only move twice and... Uh, Cape Fear, right? Well, those two are in my top, but they're actually not the top three. We will get to those. They're up there, though. They're super up there. <laughs> super up there. We haven't reviewed my favorite episode yet, but I will, I'll spoil it now. It is a season four episode. But which one? There's like 20-something of them. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, uh, Monday, we are going to review Separate Vocations, which might be my least favorite episode of season three. It is a thing. Yes. So, it's not a bad episode, but it doesn't work as well. There's, eh, well, we'll talk about that on Monday. It does have an important moral and everything, but sure, it's not sure. a fun ride. Not, not really a fun a f- ride. Not a fun ride, yeah. But yeah, but Homer at the Bat, absolute classic. And I'm so happy we finally got to do this episode because oh, it's so freaking good. Look forward to discussing even more Simpsons this upcoming Monday. Check out all the great material on CKCC Radio, ckccradio.com to access everything. But until Monday, that was Dan and I'm Chris. We'll see you then for another 
Stupid Sexy Podcast. Just like I'm podcasting? Nothing at all.